condition of mourning. All of the mirrors in the house were covered up, and we used boxes to sit on instead of our couches and chairs. Friends and family came over to join us, but I ran away from the talk of Dad in the past tense. I was angry and needed to be alone. I was in no mood to entertain friends. Nothing would bring Dad back. We'd never again press our heads against the transistor radio or watch the news on the black-and-white television in the living room. We'd never work on a car engine or build and fly model airplanes. So what was the point? I was lying across my bed, thinking of Dad, when my mom walked in with a cardboard box. I found this in your father's closet, she said, dropping the box by my bed. What is it? I asked, as I lifted up on my right elbow. Not sure, Mom replied. It has your name on it. I slipped off the bed and settled on the floor beside the box. I lifted the lid and pulled out an envelope addressed to me. It was in my dad's handwriting. Oh, Mom said, seeing the note. Do you want to be alone? I shrugged. I guess. Mom stood up and slid her fingers through my hair before she left. The letter was dated December 28, 1957, two years ago, sometime after we learned that the Brooklyn Dodgers were moving to Los Angeles. It was a particularly rough time for me and Dad. Steve, sorry for the harsh words last night. I woke up this morning wishing we could end each battle with a hug, but we're both stubborn and saying I love you no longer comes easily. Instead, I preach and punish when I should be telling you how proud you make me. I complain because your bedroom is a mess. Truth is, my own father died when I was young and unprepared. So just in case history strikes twice, I'm trying to prepare you to be a man while you're still young enough to learn. When I saw you put aside your boyhood treasures, I collected them in this box, knowing that someday you'd find the joy in their reflected memories. Steve, the past often serves as a guide for the future. This box contains some of those clues. I pray you always know how deeply you were loved. Dad. The note slipped out of my hands and dropped to the floor. I thought of my dad, and I sobbed. I remembered him telling me that life wouldn't always give me the answers I wanted. The storm will pass, he'd said. Stick close to family, faith, and friendship. They'll help you get through the worst of times, son. I pushed up on my knees and began to rifle through the box. As I reached inside, the first thing my fingers hit was a ticket stub for the Brooklyn Dodgers 1948 home opener. I stared at the faded paper ticket and thought of how excited I'd been that day. I remembered everything. It made me smile for the first time since Dad died. Chapter 1 The year was 1948. At eight years old, I lived for baseball. The Brooklyn Dodgers was our team. In six weeks, the Dodgers would be back at Ebbets Field. Maybe this is the year, I thought, as I leapt from the third stair to the landing of our foyer. That dad will surprise me with opening day tickets. 
Good morning, son, Dad greeted me when I walked into the kitchen and slid into my chair. Mom leaned over and planted a kiss on my forehead. Good morning. I've got good news, Dad said, beaming from behind the Brooklyn Eagle newspaper. What's that? I asked. Major League Baseball players have reported to spring training, he reported. Yippee! I shouted. Where are the Dodgers? They're in the Dominican Republic, and Leo DeRocher is back as their manager. Is that good news? Didn't he get fired? I remembered something about the Dodgers getting rid of DeRocher the year before, though I wasn't sure. I tried to memorize the name of every player and coach on the team, but it wasn't always easy to keep them straight. Dad chuckled. DeRocher's a good manager, whose personal life gets in the way of his success. He was suspended for that last season, but he served his time, and now he gets to come...